Preface and Fable of Thrift. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Henry. Thrift by Samuel Smiles. Be thrifty, but not covetous. Therefore give thy need, thine honor, and thy friend his due. Never was scraper brave man. Get to live, then live, and use it, else it is not true that thou hast gotten. Surely use alone make money not a contemptible stone. George Herbert To catch Dame Fortune's golden smile, assiduous wait upon her, and gather gear by every wile that's justified by honour, not for to hide it in a hedge, not for a train attendant, but for the glorious privilege of being independent. Robert Burns Preface This book is intended as a sequel to self-help and character. It might indeed have appeared as an introduction to these volumes, for thrift is the basis of self-help and the foundation of much that is excellent in character. The author has already referred to the use and abuse of money, but the lesson is worthy of being repeated and enforced. As he has already observed, some of the finest qualities of human nature are intimately related to the right use of money, such as generosity, honesty, justice, and self-denial, as well as the practical virtues of economy and providence. On the other hand, there are their counterparts of avarice, fraud, injustice, and selfishness, as displayed by the inordinate lovers of gain, and the vices of thoughtlessness, extravagance, and improvidence on the part of those who misuse and abuse the means entrusted to them. Sir Henry Taylor has observed that industry must take an interest in its own fruits, and God has appointed that the mass of mankind shall be moved by this interest, and have their daily labor sweetened by it. The earnings and savings of industry should be intelligent for a purpose beyond mere earnings and savings. We do not work and strive for ourselves alone, but for the benefit of those who dependent upon us. Industry must know how to earn, how to spend, and how to save. The man who knows, like St. Paul, how to spare and how to abound has a great knowledge. Every man is bound to do what he can to elevate his social state and to secure his independence. For this purpose he must spare from his means in order to be independent in his condition. Industry enables men to earn their living. It should also enable them to learn to live. Independence can only be established by the exercise of forethought, prudence, frugality, and self-denial. To be just, as well as generous, men must deny themselves. The essence of generosity is self-sacrifice. The object of this book is to induce men to employ their means for worthy purposes and not to waste them upon selfish indulgences. Many enemies have to be encountered in accomplishing this object. There are idleness, thoughtlessness, vanity, vice, intemperance. The last is the worst enemy of all. Numerous cases are cited in the course of the following book which show that one of the best methods of abating the curse of drink is to induce old and young to practice the virtue of thrift. 
Much of this book was written, and some of it published, years ago, but an attack of paralysis which compelled the author to give up writing for some time has delayed its appearance until now. For much of the information recently received, he is indebted to Edward Crosley, Esquire, Mayor of Halifax, Edward Acroyd, Esquire, Halifax, George Chetwang, Esquire, General Post Office, S. A. Nichols, Esquire, Over Darwin, Jeremiah Head, Esquire, Middlesbrough, Charles W. Sykes, Esquire, Huddersfield, and numerous other correspondents in Durham, Renfrewshire, Yorkshire, Lancashire, Stadfordshire, and South Wales. The author trusts that the book will prove useful and helpful towards the purpose for which it is intended. London, November, 1875 A Fable A grasshopper, half-starved with cold and hunger, came to a well-stored beehive at the approach of winter, and humbly begged the bees to relieve his wants with a few drops of honey. One of the bees asked him how he had spent his time all the summer, and why he had not laid up a store of food like them. Truly, said he, I spent my time very merrily in drinking, dancing, and singing, and never once thought of winter. Our plan is very different, said the bee. We work hard in the summer to lay by a store of food against the season when we foresee we shall want it. But those who do nothing but drink and dance and sing in the summer must expect to starve in the winter. End of Preface and Fable